Let's talk books. Catherine Ross is library manager at Mount Roskill Grammar School. She joins me now. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Jesse. Um, I'd just like to say I agree with the uh, your listeners' evaluation of the Barbie movie. Yes, got your yes, thumbs up. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I, I definitely. Um, my, my, you go my on. sons go to it and watch and watch it very closely. So, how are your sons? Uh, 16 and 12, and my daughter likes it as well. She's 14. So. Oh, good stuff. Oh, you got yep. good gaps, didn't you? Yes, perfect. <laughs> very organised. <laughs> are you I'm out of the woods in yet? Every, in every aspect of life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are you out of the woods uh, with the youngest at 12? But I suppose you're in the midst of sort of driving them around places. Yes, driving them around, and my oldest is in the midst of driving lessons and, and you know, thinking about future and all that kind of stuff. So just a different phase. Yeah, and um, personal question, I'm sorry, but books, um, I'm sure that you were keen that they become interested in books, and did you notice that different kids had different per- personalities, were more inclined to pick up books than others, or how's it gone for you? Oh, no, absolutely. So my two old, my, my oldest son and my daughter were very, very book orientated. And obviously we read books, um, had our favorite children's books and then sort of went on. I read them, uh, the Harry Potter books for when they were six or three of them, read them out loud. I know that's probably a bit young. Um, and no, my seven-year-old just finished the final book, so don't worry yep, about that. Yep. There you go. There you go. Um, so it, it's also a chance to discuss some of the themes that are coming up and, and that sort of thing. So, But no, unfortunately, my youngest I'm really, really struggling with. He was a, a fantastic reader when he first started yeah. out, um, and he just doesn't want to pick up a book. Yeah, you so can't make them do it either. No. And I think, unfortunately, for my 16-year-old as well, schoolwork has just taken over and no. the enjoyment has, has sort of gone out of, of reading. So it's a struggle. It's a struggle whatever age, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, at least that'll make some other people feel better that it might not be entirely their fault because you will have <laughs> tried as hard as anyone, I'm sure. You're looking at conflict <laughs> stories today. Yes, yes. So uh, a while ago I did books that were set in World War Two. so I thought this time I'd expand um, and look at different conflicts. Um, I think... It seems sort of counterintuitive to get children to read stories of sort of hardship um, and human suffering, but they seem to be drawn to these kind of stories anyway. And I think that they, the ones that I've picked anyway will help them engage with the idea yeah. of the conflict and, and what it means and how it affects people. Um, so that's why I sort of thought I'd do this. Thank uh, you. Thing. What do you have for us? Okay, so very quickly, the first one is sort of 10, ages 10, 11, um, war stories. It's a collection of stories across different conflicts, different time periods, different um, parts of the globe. Um, and it was commissioned and edited by Michael Mopurgo. Um, and I think probably a lot of people will be familiar with him. Um, very prolific author. And he, he did War Horse, which was that amazing World War One book. Yes. Um, so these, this is a collection of 15 stories by different uh, experienced um, child uh, uh, children's authors. Um, he has written one himself as well. Obviously, as you can expect, in a collection like this, some are better than others. Some work better. Um, but I think the, the nice thing is that the focus is very much on how conflict impacts the individual, and especially children, and how it can continue to impact them um, long after they've sort of lived through it, um, and all about those sort of internal scars. Great. And, and kids do seem quite drawn to war stories, eh? Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I guess it's just about you know maybe worst case scenarios, looking at you know that that kids are drawn to tend to be drawn to horror stories and and things like yeah. that. And this is some of these are sort of the worst horror stories you can get because they're real. So, okay, that's uh, called war stories. How about stay where you are and then leave? That's another one you're recommending. 
Yes, so this is another one for that kind of age group, I'd say 10, 11, 12. Um, It's by John Boyne, another prolific war author, um, most notably for The Boy in the Striped Pyjamas. That has Mm. been a classic story for kids. Uh, It's coming in for some backlash in the last few years. Um, So that's, you know, whether you're on what side you're on that. Um, He is still a very, very good author for engage, creating engaging young protagonists. And I think the, the most important thing is that kids tend to put themselves in the shoes of his, of his characters mm-hmm. and really sort of think about what would I do in that situation. Um, and I think that really helps. And I think with this one, I was drawn to it because it's, not, it's set at, at home in Britain during the war and it is looking at um, what was then termed shell shock, obviously what we know now as PTSD, yeah. and how... It, it, the soldiers that were suffering from it were treated and, and how they were kind of dealt with. Um, and it's also, I found it particularly interesting because it also deals with a subject that's very rarely talked about, the conscientious objectors um, and how their communities dealt with them, which was actually very deeply disturbing because a lot of the stories he puts in there are based on true stories and true people. So um, I just thought that was a very interesting um, and new uh, storyline that kids may not have learned, yeah. you know, sitting, sitting when they're talking about the Anzacs and Gallipoli and things um, around World War One. Thank you. What about for slightly older children? So this, I would say, 12 plus, um, as long as the lemon trees grow. Now, this has received a lot of attention since it was published and with very good reason. Um, so it's about the ongoing conflict in Syria. And there's a lot of books starting to come out around this topic, which is a good thing. I think it needs to be kept in the public attention because it's ongoing. Um, but I think a lot of the focus of the stories has been on the very traumatic, the very dangerous journey that the refugees leaving Syria take. And I think mostly because that's in the public eye, that's where the media are focused. This one is very much about those people that couldn't leave, didn't have the option to leave, and are trying to get on with living their lives literally in the middle of a war zone. Um, so it focuses on a teenager called Salama. Um, she's living uh, in a, a town called Homs. Um, she's working in the hospital as a doctor and a surgeon, despite the fact she's only had one year of training in a pharmacology degree. Um, and so she's coping with death and pain firsthand. And I think that it really brings to life that constant stress that she's living yeah. under, that trauma of any time you leave, there could be a sniper attack, a bombing. You don't know if your house and your loved ones are still going to be there. And I think that it is beautifully told through this metaphor of her mental health and there's a particular image and a particular recurring theme that comes up with that. And I think there's a couple of big gut punches as well. Um, but it's very, very thought-provoking. And yeah, very and well. what a great way to get someone young curious about yeah. um, a country outside yeah. of their own and, and, and about um, children whose lives are very different to their own. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And something that's still going on and is still in the media and we're still talking about, which, is, which we should be. Uh, okay, that's as long as the lemon trees grow. Keep right. going. Yep. Um, this Rebel okay. Heart, uh, Catherine yeah, so Locke. This, yeah, this is a really interesting one, bit of a challenging one, so it's probably not going to be for everyone. It's filled with, it is based on a real conflict, but it's very filled with metaphor and magic and symbolism as well. Um, so it's actually set in Hungary in 1956, so 11 years after the war, and then now under the communist regime. And it's the story of a young Jewish, well, a young adult Jewish girl who managed to survive the Second World War and the Holocaust. Uh, her parents were then killed by the communists. Um, and she's basically just living her life, trying to keep her head down and off the radar of the secret police. Um, 
but she winds up in the middle of this revolution. And the revolution is a real event that took place. It was student-led, and it very nearly got the communists out of Hungary in 1956. Um, but for me, the metaphor is amazing. She lives in the, the, the city of Budapest, and it's black and white. So it's very like the Schindler's, Schindler's List, yeah. you know, that pop of colour, and which is hope. And um, so she lives in the sort of black and white city. The Danube that runs through it is a symbol for her. It's her protector. Um, and she ends up meeting a new friend who turns out to be a very old friend who is actually the angel of death. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of kind of mixed messages going on. But I just think it's so beautifully written and so clever. Um, but definitely not for everyone. You do have to stick with it a little bit. But also, I just think it's a good one for young adults to think about, well, what would happen if this was me? If this was my country, I was being followed. You couldn't look something up on the internet. You couldn't have a conversation with somebody without it being reported, you know. Um, how would I cope with this life? Thank you. And two final recommendations for ages 14, 15. Yeah, so very, very quickly, I would say definitely the older end of the young adults, uh, Girl at War. So the reason I chose this is because it's about the Bosnian War um, mm. in former Yugoslavia. Uh, and that was the conflict of my childhood. And I think, unfortunately, every generation has one. I guess like Syria and Ukraine are today. Um, you know, we study it in social studies. We look at the, um, the politics and that sort of thing. But it's kind of faded from memory now. So I was really intrigued to find a book that was yeah. set during the Bosnian War. Um, and this is much the same as, as, um, as the one I was talking about earlier as the lemon trees grow. It's about a young survivor who is trying to cope with life and she's, she's living, she, we get the story in flashbacks of what it was like li- living in this um, terrible sort of war-torn uh, situation and how she escaped. So there are some grim and graphic images. That is why I've said definitely sort of 14, 15, 16 um, and is the realities of war, but it is beautifully, beautifully written and she comes to some various astounding sort of realizations um, which is very it's a beautiful journey for her thank you Catherine okay really appreciate your time today awesome to talk to you thanks no problem at all thanks very much Jesse thanks Catherine Ross with um, her theme today conflict stories and we'll have a list of those books she's recommended up on our website if you wanted to take another look